Face podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 70 of the Fantasy Timeline, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. I'm Josh at Real Fantasy TL, and I'm with my main man, Bill at Supa Dupa Flex. Bill, how you doing, man? Doing well. How are you doing, my brother? It's been it's been a good week, it, you know. Yeah, it has been for you, hasn't it? Can't complain too much. <laughs> can't, can't be upset, you know. The... Uh, Good things uh, come to those who wait, as, as they say. But, you know, we are part of the DAP Network, and we have our DAP Network sister with us. We have Casey Kasem at the Casey Kasem. Casey, how you doing? Doing awesome, fellas. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Very excited to be here. <laughs> uh, listen, we are glad Ooh. to have you on. Uh you kill it on everything that you do, so we uh, we're glad that you can uh, you can bring some of that uh, juice to the timeline. <laughs> I try, <laughs> <laughs> and humble too. Look, yeah, at that. you know that's that's yeah. my that's my whole whole thing. You know, is being humble. Hey, listen, you know, people that know <laughs> you know that's I love that true. Song. <laughs> it's my ringtone. Yeah. All right, anyway, <laughs> I still have ringtones, but you know, yeah. Hey, listen, listen. Some people still they they rock their ringtones, you know. Bill <laughs> rocks, you know. He still rocks MS DOS and stuff like that. You know, we all have our thing that we rock. But uh, all right, let let's hit the news. You know, a lot going on, man. Franchise tag. I'm gonna step away for this news because you're gonna step away from franchise tags, homie. Okay, we'll get we'll do that. I'm gonna step away after that. Oh man. Wow, he's like prematurely gonna the step love away. fest. That's right, gonna he, wants to, he wants to step away from franchise tags. I don't know. Okay, understand. I mean maybe maybe he's mad <laughs> a as, scary. as a Lions fan because the Lions didn't franchise well, yeah. Kenny G. I'm okay with it. But uh but uh you know Kenny G and Aaron Jones didn't get those franchise tags, which is going to be fun because now, you know, every team that needs a running back, <laughs> Miami, is <laughs> is going to be in the Aaron Jones uh, race. And then Kenny G is going to be out there with just a slew of wide receivers. I mean, it seems like yeah, every team has a wide receiver that's going to be a free agent this year. So it's going to be interesting to see where he lands and uh, and how much he makes. But uh. Two guys that are getting paid that franchise tag, uh, Chris Godwin, and and kind of surprisingly, and you guys can tell me if you expected it, Allen Robinson. Uh, did either one of you expect that franchise tag to go down? That sounds <laughs> I mean, like a hard it doesn't stun me. Like I don't yeah. think 
I don't think that like, I mean, if he's not there, I mean, there's nobody that's like their go-to. So like, I, I, I get it. And who knows, maybe they're thinking about trading them on the tag. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because the, you know, a lot of people have mentioned that the tag and trade, but that's not a real common occurrence in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only been, I think, five in the history of the tag. So it'll be interesting to see. But I, I mean, I just don't know who's going to throw him the ball. I mean, at this point, the way he's gone through quarterbacks, it's probably going to be me out there for the Bears this year. Just Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I mean. Listen, I might be the best quarterback he's ever played with. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll throw him a little uh, five-yard pass and <laughs> just let him run with it. Just get open. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what they do at the quarterback position because right now it is Nick Foles and nothing else, and that is not where you want to be as an NFL franchise. But, um, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But so there was one other piece of news. Um, Casey, you're a Cowboys fan. Right. I'm a Cowboys fan. Yeah, buddy. We re-signed a guy. <laughs> Bye. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's a Lions fan. He's got he's got a lot to be upset mm, about. Yeah. But um, we re-signed a guy. Do, I mean, do you even hold on a minute? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh man, we re-signed a guy. Casey, do you? I missed the news. Do you know who we re-signed? Um. Maybe we got to look up on Twitter. I mean, probably have to look it up because I feel like there's just so many guys that we've been waiting on with anticipation. Oh. For years. For years. For years. I mean, goodness. And you know, you know, Jerry, Jerry's got his guys, but yeah. I yeah. mean, Jerry, yeah. I just, but I, I yeah, you, you, we're going to have to look on Twitter because I don't remember. Hold on, hold on. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me go to the phone. Oh, it was Dak Prescott. That's who it oh. was. Dak Prescott, $126 million guaranteed. Jerry, you were only like three years late on this, but better late than never, I guess. Late than never. Um, I always tell myself, you know, as a lady. Yeah, better. Yeah, that's true. Listen, listen, I got three kids. I hear you. (laughs) But you know, I actually want to bring this tweet up that you that you put out because I loved yeah. it. And uh, you know, <laughs> full disclosure, I'm a Cowboys fan that lives nearby Philadelphia. Okay. So yes. I I get to hear this all the time. I know uh, I've I've heard you talk before. You have family in the Philadelphia area, so you know what it is. Yeah. But but I love this because I've used this this argument so many times with people who have felt that Dak Prescott doesn't deserve to be paid. The Cowboys could go on without him. The Cowboys will be fine. And I, I just want to shout you out <laughs> when you said you got a text from your dad before you even woke up yeah, saying that he hopes the Cowboys don't spend for Dak because he'll never be the same after his injury and move on. And then, and this is the argument I've always used. As I sit here remembering that moving on has looked a lot like Quincy Carter, Chad Hutchinson, Old Drew Bledsoe, 
Drew Henson. Any baseball player that they could get to go. Vinny Testaverde. Yeah. I mean, if if there was a quarterback that was good in the mid nineties, he probably played for the Cowboys in the early two thousands. Uh, <laughs> after they were good, after their yeah. their prime. For sure. And you know, I, I see. You know, I see the arguments on on Twitter. You know, Dallas. Dallas messed up. They and I'm like. No, Dallas messed up when they didn't set when they didn't sign him mm-hmm. in what was that two years ago, three years ago when mm-hmm. Goff and Wentz got signed. I know. <laughs> like when you could have gotten him for like thirty-four million dollars a year and not forty-two. But listen, that's the tax you have to pay when you make mistakes. I, I was explaining this to somebody. It's like when you have kids, you tell your kids the right thing to do. Guess what? If they turn around and do the wrong thing. They got to pay the tax for doing the wrong thing. It's just what it is. Like, <laughs> Jerry, you did the wrong thing. You yeah. got to pay the tax. But let's flip it now. We had our fun. Bill is crying in a corner. It's all right. Bill just, he left. He's crying. He's not happy about this. But let, let's bring it back to fantasy. He looks happy. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> He's happy to be here. All right. But let's bring this back to Dynasty, because I'm, I, or not even Dynasty, but just fantasy overall. I've heard a lot of different things about how this affects Dak in fantasy. Does it change anything? Because in my opinion, it doesn't. But if you guys think it does change anything, I, I want to hear it. I mean, to me, it doesn't really change anything because my mindset going into it was it was going to be something similar to this anyway. So I'm not surprised. Uh, figured Dallas would figure something out. Dak would, you know, get the bag, and he did. So I don't think it really changes how I feel. Bill, does this change anything for you in, in fantasy terms? I mean, a little bit. I mean, it's just, you know, as much as, you know, you guys believed that that was going to happen. There was still that percentage that it wasn't. And, and so I think that just that, you know, comfort knowing that he's going to be in that situation for the next three years, at least is a huge, you know, I guess risk off the, not a huge risk, but a risk off the table. And Mm -hmm. so I think that, you know, if you have him, like it's nice. Like there's a small bump in at least uh, his value, perceived value from other people that maybe weren't quite as confident as you. And um, so, if nothing else, if you decide you want to move him, you'd probably be able to get a little bit more than you would have before he signed. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Casey. I think that's the reason why I don't. In, in my opinion, his value didn't move that much, is because. In, Bill knows we were doing this last year this time. And I was like, God, oh, Dak is going to get signed this year. Don't worry about it. And I went through the whole, they tagged him. I said, this is just, you know, to get him signed. And it never happened mm-hmm. last year. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of with you. But I, I do see what Bill is saying, how maybe you get, you know, a little sweetener in a deal if you decide you want to trade Dak. Because now that three-year stability is there. You know, you know his some version of his guys are going to be there with Zeke and uh, Amari and and Gallup and Lamb. So you kind of know that some version of those guys will be there, you know, for the next three years. So, um, yeah, you know, it was good. You know, Bill, 
Bill DM'd me right after it happened. He said, I'm not, I'm not even coming in on Wednesday. So you guys are going to be. And I was like, you're damn right. We're going to have this Cowboys love fest going on. It's yeah. going to be beautiful, na- nauseating. Wonderful. Yeah. Best experience <laughs> of your life. You know. Oh, it's amazing. And that and that's why Casey is my, my favorite member of the DAP network. <laughs> we, we just have our Dallas love with I each can't other. Blame and, uh, you know, but... Uh, Nah, man. I mean, that was that was big news. I saw it on my phone, and I I actually thought somebody was was pranking me because I was like, they didn't sign Dak. Well, that's because yeah. I mean, we've been like playing this whole game for like you said a few years. This whole back and forth, what's gonna happen? And they're like at the press conference today. Oh yeah, we knew something was gonna get done two years ago. Blah 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 blah. It's like <laughs> stop. Yeah, that's a, that's like you know. That, that's what people say when they they get stuff that they totally didn't expect. I knew this was I knew I was going to get this great job that I make so much money and work like two days. I just knew it was going to happen. Like, listen, you got lucky. Just say you got lucky and be happy about it. But, uh, you know, we hit through that. Uh, <laughs> Casey, I just want to say one more time. I love the I love the quarterbacks of Dallas past because <laughs> I. I recite them every time somebody's like, every time, every time you think we felt like it wasn't like, no, listen, Bill, (laughs) it wasn't like Romo was like our, you know, the guy, the golden child that we thought he was going to be when he, you know, like he was an amazing quarterback that we got lucky to get, you know, to have on our team. And and if it wasn't for Quincy Carter, you know, failing, you know, his drug test and all this other hoopla, and then, <laughs> and the same for Dak with injuries. The only you know, we, yeah, only so, reason why he got on the field is because Tony's back was toast. Yeah, you know, so and, yeah, so like, and I mean, and don't get me wrong, Dallas has been extremely lucky. I mean, Tony was an undrafted free agent. Dak was a fourth round pick. I mean, mm-hmm. these aren't where you find, you know franchise quarterbacks you know and and actually if you if you look at the history of that whole draft the funny thing is they wanted connor cook michigan state's own connor cook uh they wanted paxton lynch Uh, they wanted a lot (laughs) a lot of terrible quarterbacks before then and uh you know Sure, logic. When did the timeline get sponsored by Jerry Jones? Listen, look, if he wants to sponsor the time, no, for real, Jerry, Jerry, if you're out there and you're listening, you got a couple extra bucks to burn. Listen, mm-hmm. he likes, he no doesn't have any money anymore. Yeah, he said he, he child, please, he says he does. Let me, let me no chat Johnson, you. child, please. He ain't got no more money. He get, he just spent 24 extra million dollars on that. to the timeline. <laughs> Listen, and if Jerry did sponsor it, you see Bill in a Cowboys hat. Hey, uh, Fantasy Timeline sponsored by Jerry Jones. I, I, <laughs> I, am, I am willing to sell out, yes. <laughs> you and me both. If uh, if the Ford family wants to sponsor the Timeline, I'll be there with my, uh, my Jared Goff jersey on, ready to go. Let's go. I will not be doing that. <laughs> Bill's a fan of the team. He's not even getting a Jared Goff jersey, so that tells you all you need to know. Fuck no. But uh, all right, let, <laughs> let's, mo- let's move on to what we've seen on the timeline, and we're going to go from one quarterback to another. And this first one here is uh, from Teddy at Trades Daily Dino. He said, Tua time. How are we feeling about Tua's future? And uh, your two choices here are top 12 NFL starter or bottom 12 
NFL starter. So Casey, since you're our guest, uh, we're going to let you go first. Is Tua more of a top 12 guy or a bottom 12 guy? Man. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I'm like, okay, who would I put? Okay, so who would I put? You know, that's that's kind of hard. Who are you going to stack in front of him? Um, I'm going to go with the bottom 12. I'm going to say, like, just barely, though. Um, Just, I don't know, my confidence level in him. I don't know. There's there's been a couple of guys that have had seasons to start their rookie years like he did, and it hasn't worked out. And so that kind of that puts that in in my brain. Um, and then you know Ryan Fitzpatrick when he was out there, you know, like <laughs> he's showing the kid. Out. <laughs> um, yeah. So just for now, that that, that that's how I feel because I feel a little shaky there. All right, um, Bill, top or bottom? Um. I think there's a large 10 person gap in the middle there that has been neglected. Um, but it makes you think you, you can't, you can't pick the middle. I mean, so here's the thing. Like when he was coming out of college, I said that I figured he would be in the 12 to 15 range. That would be his ceiling. Um, so like, I never thought he would end up being a QB one for fantasy. Um, as, as like your, you know, what you'd expect. Yeah. Um, so like, I think he's, you know, he is a player that I'm okay having as my QB two in like a super flex. So that's, but that's not part of the question. So, I mean, I think he's going to show some improvement this year. Um, I mean, his stats weren't awful for a rookie. Um, they weren't great. I mean, his, he would look so passive and I'm just, I'm worried on whether he's, that's who he is in the pros or is it something where he didn't, he didn't get a preseason. He didn't get anything. And then also like he's coming back from injury. So there's just mm-hmm. so many things that could have affected him that I'm not sure I am willing to, you know, just throw him in the waste bin now. Like I, if I have to pick one, I'm going QB one top 12 because I think he's closer to that than he is the bottom. But at this moment, I kind of agree with Casey too, is that like, if I had to say this moment, I would have to pick the bottom 12. Um, so that would be what QB 21. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's where I would have to say at this moment, but I think that he still has, a pretty good opportunity to be like a fringe QB one. Yeah, Bill, I think I'm going to echo kind of what you said. I think if we're talking strictly 2021, where is he going to be? I'm with Casey. It's, it's closer to the bottom 12 than it's going to be to the top 12. Like you said earlier, Bill, there's a, there's that whole middle that, that is being underrepresented. <laughs> but but that's what that's why the question makes you think, and that's why I yeah. actually put the question on here because you can't cop out and go. Ah, I think he's going to be QB fifteen. Like, no, nah, that's not a choice. I fully intended to cop out. Well, you know, Teddy knew, and he ain't let you cop out. He said, "Come up damn, with an answer." Damn you, Teddy. Damn you. Take, take a stance. So yeah, I agree. Twenty twenty one. I think it's closer to the bottom twelve than the top twelve. But I think if we're looking at this from a, a, a dynasty point of view, you know, two, three year window, I think he is going to be closer to the top 12. I'd put him in that top 12 just because, you know, it, it's 
we're very fast paced in the dynasty world because, you know, the start of the 20, you know, 19 season tank, we were tanking for Tua. Tua was the man. Tua was going to be the number one pick. There was no doubt about it. And then not only does Tua get hurt, but then Joe Burrow has maybe the greatest quarterback season in, you know, in NCAA history. And now it's like, well, Burrow is number one. And we kind of all knew Tua was coming in with this injury. A lot of people were saying that he shouldn't even play in 2020. Well, the coaching staff there felt (laughs) that he was good enough to play health-wise. And they put him out there. And then, you know, one of you guys mentioned, you know, then it was kind of like he was out there. But if they were losing, then Fitzpatrick was coming out. And Fitzpatrick, I I love that man. He just don't. (laughs) He don't care. He's like, I'm going to throw it into triple coverage. I'm going to do me. I'm going to either get stats or get put on the bench. It's going to be one or the other. And he, but, I mean, he rallied the team. That team was behind him. You could tell the team was more energized when he was on the field. I think an offseason, you know, maybe probably preseason games, just an offseason program to work with. Brian Flores and the offensive coordinators, because they have two for some reason and all of that. I I think that's going to work wonders for them. And even if we don't see that massive jump in 2021, I think 2022, 2023 is where we're going to see the jump. Obviously, this is all contingent, too, if he's still in Miami and he's not part of a trade for Deshaun Watson or somebody Mm -hmm. else. But I'm going to say right now, since that's where he is, I'm going to assume he's going to stay there. and. I'm going to go uh, top 12 for uh, for later on. So, Teddy, uh, it was a good one. I'm glad you didn't let <laughs> Bill cop out and say the middle like he wanted to say. And, Am I habitual fence? Yeah, you know. And, sitter or whatever the word is. And I give Bill a lot of credit because Bill had like a 25-minute dissertation as he was trying to figure <laughs> out which way he was going. He was like, well, you know. Yeah, sometimes you got to do that for the brain to catch up to where you want to go, you know? Hey, listen, it's like man, wasting time so I can think of something. I just talk too much just as is. I, I don't even need to have an excuse. So I understand where you're coming from, man. But uh, let's let's hit this next one here. And this, this is going to be a fun one, too. Uh, so this is from It's Just Fantasy at It's Just Fantasy underscore. And he said, uh, who would you rather have on your dynasty team? Uh, we got Kenny G, uh, Bill's favorite, Chris Godwin, Juju, or Tyler Boyd. And then he said, go ahead and rank them while you're here. So uh, let's, pick, uh, let's pick our favorite, and then we'll, uh, we'll rank them. Uh, Bill, why don't you take this one first? We know Kenny G is going to be first on your list. and then He is one me. of my top two. Um, yep. So, And I'm actually debating between him and – probably the guy I'm going to pick in Chris Godwin. Okay. Um, yeah, I just think Godwin, it's an age thing. I think it's like, I, I've liked his skill set since coming out from Penn state. You know, there's just, he just has always looked the part to me and he's, he's, I guess one of my guys because that's somebody I pick. So I'm going to probably, there's a bias there. Um, and I like the fact that he's going. He's still in a good situation this year. That I know um, what his situation is right now, and I just think like him compared to the other guys. Uh, there's just a lot of unknowns. Or in Tyler Boyd's case, I just think he's 
he is what he is. I don't think he's ever going to be like, you know, a wide receiver one consistently where I think Godwin can be that. All right. All right. So you're uh, just, I I make sure I got your ranks correct here. You got uh, Godwin, Galladay, and then who do you got? Oh, I didn't know I was doing my ranks also. Um, um, (laughs) I think I go, I think I'm going Tyler Boyd, then Juju. Okay. Okay. All right. I like it. I like it. Thank you. Casey, who who was your favorite out of these four? <laughs> I'm laughing like this because I can't read what I wrote. Because I had an idea as to why I picked somebody earlier, and I have no idea why I picked them. So we're just going to play it by ear. Um, we're going to go, yeah, Chris Godwin is actually at the top of the list. I can't read why I picked him, but <laughs> I do feel like he is the most stable at being that that you know what you're getting from him, and it's always solid, so... That yeah, like Bill was saying, you know, like I trust him more to you know have yeah. those those games. And then, uh, then how do you rank the other three under Godwin? Uh, yeah, I would go. <laughs> yeah, I would go Galladay next, um, Boyd, <laughs> and then Juju. Yeah, Juju. Apparently, is that is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, first of all, I love I mean, the fact. I love the fact that Casey wrote a 25 page paper while yeah. Bill was given his list. So respect for that because uh, she said, I can't, I wrote so fast. I can't even read, it. read it. He said, uh, and I was like, yeah, that, that is what he's at the top of my list. There's a reason why <laughs> <laughs> there's gotta be something. Um, listen, not only are we going to make it three for three with Godwin at the top, but it's going to be three for three in the order of it as well. Kenny G, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, and Juju. Um, listen, Chris Godwin, Bill hit it on the head. He looks the part, but mm-hmm. he's going to be next year. He's going to be a part of that Tampa Bay offense who, by the way, like the second half of the season were cooking. I mean, it was kind of insane. And I, I have to believe that's just carrying over into next year. So you have 2021 covered and then he most likely will probably hit the free agent market at that point. I can't believe they would double tag him at the price. But is there really a situation that you see Chris Godwin going to and being like, I don't think he can, I don't think he can do well in that situation. Like, (laughs) I don't think there's really a situation in the NFL right now where you're like, God, I don't like Chris Godwin. He's kind of like A-Rob where it's like, A-Rob could literally be on like an FCS team and you're like, nah, he's gonna be, he's gonna be amazing. He's he's gonna get his stats and he's gonna be good for fantasy. And and I kind of feel the same way about uh Chris Godwin. So yeah, give me give me Godwin at one, especially at least for 2021, tied with that offense. And then even for Dynasty, I'm not really, you know, barring injury, I'm not really scared of where else he might go. So uh so that was a good. One. I can't believe all three of us agreed. That, that, that's crazy. <laughs> especially with four players. I was like, all right, somebody's going to do something and we can have a little debate, but it, it didn't work out that way. But uh there you go. Th- this one, this is another ranking one. This is going to get This is going to get us going. This I I have a feeling this is going to be the one that we we debate and talk about. So this is from Fantasy Football Chick at Live OC Girl. Rank the following five QBs in redraft. So we're going, we're hitting redraft here for 2021. 
She says she went very random with age and fantasy style. <laughs> so the five are Dak, Aaron Rodgers, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady, and Kyler Murray. So I will I I'll start off so that you guys have time to to write and <laughs> and think and whatever else you guys want to do. All right. So Bill is going to Bill is going to laugh at me. He's going to make fun of me and I'm fine with this. Uh my number one is Dak. Uh I think the weapons are insane. We kind of saw the pace that he was on before he got hurt. I mean, obviously he wasn't going to end the season with whatever six or seven thousand yards, whatever the pace was, but he was going to have he was going to have an amazing season and all those pieces are back. So I can't believe that he can't replicate. You know, I'm not saying exactly, but be in that ballpark. Uh, so he's my number one. Uh, this is where it gets tough at two, because I think I'm going to go Justin Herbert. Uh, that, that boy is good. I mean, rookie, no offseason, no, no preseason. And now he's played, what did he play, 14 games, 13 games last season. He's used to the guys on the team. They're not really going to be missing out on anyone except for Hunter Henry. He's the only guy that probably won't be back. Uh, so I, I like that. Then I think I'm going to go Brady. That, that It was actually a toss-up for me between Brady and Rodgers. Um, I think they both are, you know, they lead prolific offenses. So I think I picked Brady because I don't think Aaron Rodgers can sustain that like 9% touchdown rate he had. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of wild what he was doing there. So I think I have him a slight tick under Brady. Cause as I said earlier, that offense really seemed to click and figure it out in the second half of the season. So I'll go Brady Rodgers, and then Kyler Murray last. And yes, I know he, he can do it with his legs, but you know, we kind of saw that he can be shut down, whether it's by injury or just, you know, and it seems like they're allergic to drafting offensive linemen there. So uh, he's fifth for me. So, uh, so Casey, why don't, why don't you go uh, second here? Okay. <laughs> I will. Um, okay. So for redraft, I'm going to go uh, number one is deck. Um, not, not this is not the you know what I'm teasing you you know what though it was very close between him and Herbert so Herbert's my second it was very close the um injury with Dak does kind of scare me as much as I don't want to say that it does like I know he walked out there and looked fine today and said he's almost good you know perfect or whatever but uh yeah I mean but I mean at the same time Herbert you know he was injured last year too right you could say that about <laughs> just about everybody on the list but Dak's injury was the injury that it was. Um, so he gets he gets the slight edge to Herbert, but it's it's very close uh, for redraft purposes. Then, okay, now I'm going to sound like I'm an ageist here. I'm going to go with Murray next. So that means that the older dudes are below him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for the same reason that you were saying that he can get it done with his, his feet, I know that they, they – uh, 
he did not look great at times last year, especially towards the end when you needed him the most, you know, you're like relying on him to hopefully, you know, do decent, which is funny. Somebody asking, should I start Kyler Murray or, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick or whoever, you know, and then you're like, Oh shit. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, and then Brady's going to be next and I'm going to go and follow that up with Rogers. Just, you know, I know he had an amazing season, but I was really feeling a down season for him last year and it didn't happen. So I'm just going to say I was early on it and I'm just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So we, uh, we had, we had the disagreement on Murray and that's going to be so interesting to see. And maybe, maybe part of my having Murray at the end is that recency bias, kind of that end of the season where it was like, God, that was, mm-hmm. that was gross sometimes. And you're right. People were asking like, Hey, is Crazy it Ryan Fitzpatrick or is it Kyler Murray? You know, is it Kirk Cousins or is it Kyler Murray? Like you, and these were real questions that people weren't joking. So, uh, so I, I mm-hmm. like it. I mean, you're wrong on Kyler, but that's all right. We, you know, we'll I, I like it. We'll see. <laughs> all right, Bill, wrap us up. So, didn't Kyler have an injury? Yeah, the second yes. half of the season, and that yes. limited his mobility, which yep. limited his effectiveness. So, yep. like. To judge him on the second half of the season, I think is maybe, you know, I think you're you're probably doing it a little wrong there. Um, I think that for me, there's a tier of two at the top, um, and my number one would be Dak or not Dak, <laughs> um, would be Kyler, um, because of of the offense, because of the of just his mobility. Like he's the only guy that I'm comfortable saying is a running quarterback. And when he was running, he was dominant. Nobody could stop him. Like on goal lines, he would just run it in every time, like bootleg. Nope. You're going to miss me. And I'm going to score. And I think that they had so many different plays set up for him to score down by the goal line that add that on top of, you know, just being a quarterback, like, and he's going to be at least a, an adequate quarterback and it's his third year. So, you know, in theory, he's going to improve more. And um, so the, the reason is the mobility is why I would pick him over Dak. And I, I agree. I think the offense that Dak's in is incredible. I think Dak will be great. I just, I feel like those two are very close for me. So I'm going to pick the guy who has the legs you know, who I don't know what Dak's mobility is going to be. Even if it's 80% of what it was, I'd take Kyler because of that. Um, so then you get down to the bottom three. I think Herbert, like I love Herbert. Like he's just, he's somebody that just blew up. And so I really like that, but I'm really worried about how the team is going to be this year. Um, everything changed, you know, he's coming in with a probably a completely new offense you know, how is that going to fit how he plays? Maybe also defenses are going to have the ability to kind of figure out where his weaknesses are more. They have the whole off season to kind of determine that. So he, it's between him and Rogers for three and four for me. Uh, I think Brady's five by a mile for me. So just the efficiency of Rogers is so great, but because of a rookie looking that prolific, I think I have to give Herbert three and then go Rogers. And then I think there's a tier and then Brady. All 
right, all right. See, I knew this. I knew this was going to be the the one that we. We can't uh, agree on everything. Uh, no, nah, I mean it, it's no fun that way. I mean, Casey and I obviously had the correct number one, but that I mean that's okay too. I mean sometimes you know. I gave you one B. Okay, like that's <laughs> that's me giving you guys props. There's no way I was going to let you guys have all three uh, Dax as the number one quarterback. So. so see, so see, Bill really picked Kyler just because he didn't want to pick Dak. Not pure Majority rules, so like I think the majority rules here. I mean, I gotta, I gotta agree. Fair enough. <laughs> I gotta agree. But no, I, I think it's so interesting, though. Like all joking aside, I think it's so interesting how we all kind of had Kyler ranked because I had him at the end. I had him last because I'm, I'm worried about. Yeah, the end of the season sucked, but I'm, I'm also worried about the way that Arizona seems to not want to put legitimate offensive linemen around him. It seems like they're just kind of cool with what they have. They haven't spent any real capital, whether it's through the draft or through free agency to get at least one guy in there that kind of, you're like, all right, this is an elite offensive lineman. Casey, you, you had him in the middle because, you know, you, you know, I think we all agree he can do some damage with his legs. I mean, that's not, I don't think that's up for debate. And that bumped you up. That bumped him up in your rankings to the middle. And then Bill had him all the way on the top because of that, because of <laughs> what he could do with his legs. And I do agree that if he is healthy for 16, I mean, he was embarrassing people on the field. <laughs> I mean, linebackers and safeties and corners that have speed. I mean, we're not talking about you like, oh, this. This corner is four seven five. He can't keep up. Like we're talking about four four guys that are just like he's like, no, sorry, man, you ain't gonna touch me on this one. And I mean, and then he he I mean he does have ability with his arm, you know, like the that end of what was that the end of the Buffalo game where he threw it up to uh, D Hop, who just made that amazing catch in the end zone to win that game, you know. So. I, I, you know, I think Kyler may be kind of a polarizing guy as we start seeing startups go off and, you know, like, do, you know, is he still like last year, we were kind of looking at him as QB two, QB three. Is he still there? You know, do, who do we put in front of him? That's, that's going to be fun to see. And obviously if the three of us were in a startup, you know, <laughs> Bill, Bill would have him, And then Casey and I, whoever had the uh, earlier pick would have Dax. So, uh, so, but no, that was a good one. I, I like that because Kyler seemed to be the guy that we were the, we, we had the most difference on, which is cool because, you know, like Bill kind Bill kind of said, yeah, like when he was healthy, he couldn't be stopped. And I was like, eh, you know what? He is right. <laughs> I am right. <laughs> I mean, not right that he's at number one, but get out of here with that. But, you know, you know. He was right that we we did forget about you know. They're talking we, about him being in the MVP, you know, until he got that that leg injury. That that wasn't that MVP until he got that leg injury too. So I'm just yeah, that was a bad leg injury. I'm just saying, you know, maybe it's just a cramp, says Tony Romo. Well, that, yeah, that may that may have <laughs> been that, may have that been ain't a cramp, my man. The worst. <laughs> Tony Romo line, and I love Tony. I think Tony is the Walk best it off, out King. there. At it was just, he, you know, he was hoping, of course, and he I didn't listen. see that the his pinky toe is aimed. You know, listen, I didn't see it either. But Dak, I mean, just watching Dallas games, Dak gets plastered, and he he just gets up. He's like, "No, I'm all right." Got when he was down like that, I said, "Nah, it's it's 
it's bad. Like it's not mm-hmm. Dak doesn't go down and stay down like that. I knew it was I knew it wasn't a cramp. Bill is right. Listen, this it doesn't even matter what it's about. Bur- with his burners out here, mm-hmm. he got Bill is right with the burners. Get, get the burners out of here, brother. <laughs> get the burners out. All right. <laughs> All right, let's let's hit this one up. Uh, this is from Braden Rory Kawa at Rory Kawa. Time of the year where dynasty rankings rule. Twitterverse. This is a twelve-team, twenty-man roster, tight end premium, which is a one-point-five PPR, one quarterback league. So he's got on one side of this offer George Kittle, and on the other side DJ Moore and Irv Smith. So th- this is, you know, maybe trying to cash in on a little of that Irv Smith hype. Um, Bill, why, why don't you start us off? You got Kittle or you got the uh, Irv Smith combo? So because this is a 1.5 uh, tight end premium and it's 20-man rosters, I'm going to pretty much most of the time take upgrades into an elite tight end. Um, so I don't have to, you know, carry as many tight ends on a 20 man roster team. So I'm okay making that move DJ Moore and Irv Smith, who I'm not sure Irv Smith is going to be what we all think he's going to be this year. Um, I think that we can kind of actually talk about a little bit of that in a minute, um, after this, but. Yeah, I think I think it's Kittle for me. I'm willing to take a little bit of a uh, hit in value to get a uh, an elite tight end that I don't have to ever think about if I'm putting him in or not. And remember, even with DJ Moore, we had to think that this year: are we going to play DJ Moore? And so, two guys that I'm not sure I'm going to play for one guy I'm certain I'm playing. It's pretty simple for me. All right, Casey, who do you got in this one? Yeah, I'm going to go on the Kittle side as well. Um, it's exactly – my biggest thing is is the size of the league is 20 team – or 20 – not 20 man rosters. 20 man rosters. Yeah, it's our 20 team stuff. 20 man <laughs> rosters. Uh, yeah, I like to – if it's a larger roster, sure, I like to hoard the tight ends. But in a situation like that, with the tight end premium being what it is and everything – yeah, I, I trust Kittle a whole lot more than I trust, you know, the combination there. Um, I'm going to, like Bill said again, I'm going to start Kittle. I, I know without a, you know, shadow of a doubt that that's going to happen. And, uh, yeah, I, I, as much as Irv Smith makes me happy and all that jazz, I save him for the types of the leagues where, you know, I can have more, more spots on my roster. Yeah, I almost, I almost want to argue the other side just just to have some difference in, in the conversation. <laughs> Please try. <laughs> all right. For, first of all, it it is Kittle. Let me try to argue the other side here. Just just yeah. <laughs> so we don't all sound the same. Um, two is more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two. Yeah, there you go. Two guys, <laughs> you got two spots filled. You don't have to. But um, I, I think. With DJ Moore, I, I'm picking Kittle, but I want to argue the other side just to, just to get a differing opinion out here. I think DJ Moore. There were parts of the season where we were like, "Damn, Robbie Anderson is is the guy getting all the points." Then it was like there was a section where it was Curtis Samuel was the guy getting all the points. 
Curtis Samuel's going to be gone. And wasn't DJ more like a top 13, 14, 15 wide receiver this year? Like, I feel like for the, for the dispersions we're putting on the man, and, and some of that is valid. I'm not saying it's not valid. He did have a very good season, but it's just like the, those moments that we were like, God, dude, Curtis Samuel most likely is going to be gone. It seems like from everything Carolina say, they're, they're upgrading at quarterback. So whether it's via trade, you know, again, bring up Deshaun Watson because he's supposed to go everywhere. <laughs> or, you know, they they do it in the draft, whether they stay at eight and go like Trey Lance or, or Mac Jones, or maybe they trade up to mm-hmm. two or three and go Zach Wilson and, you know, get it going. I don't know, but we got to believe that it's going to be better than Teddy Bridgewater. So... You know, you're hoping that CMC is going to play the whole season and kind of take some pressure off that way as well. I, I think the arrow can point up for DJ Moore. Um, and I'm saying point up as in, like, yeah, that way, yeah, Bill knows. Bill is right. Up. So um, I, I think I think that's the case that can be made for DJ Moore. And then Irv Smith. Listen. I, I think I think a lot of what we're seeing on Twitter about Irv Smith is hype right now. But if some of that hype can actually be manifested into reality, which I, I think Irv Smith has the talent to do it. I just think that the talent around him may prevent him. I mean, mm-hmm. Adam Thielen is still there. I mean, we all saw what Justin Jefferson, he just lost his mind last year. And I believe that he's going to be, you know, very, very good. There's going to be some drop off, but it's not going to be, you know, a ton. Plus you have Dalvin Cook, who not only is a great rusher of the ball, but is a great receiver of the ball. But if they can, if they can work Irv Smith into there, he has all the ability in the world to be, you know, a top, you know, six guy, you know, I'm not going to say he's not cracking the top three that's reserved for Kelsey Kittle and, um, Waller, but you know, could he be, you know, could he be better than Hawk? Maybe, you know, could he be better than Noah Fant? Maybe, you know, and, and listen, it's a whole lot of, you know, ifs and buts and coconuts, you know, but to argue the other side, I think you need a little bit, a little bit of that on your side because (laughs) I mean, we all agree it's Kittle, but I I did want to just bring some differing voice out there. Just to, um, provide proper context like at least in the league i looked at robbie anderson was 19th for total points dj moore was 24th okay and curtis samuel was 25th okay so So. um if i do the average per game um hmm Probably drop some all because they're probably some guys that DJ Moore is 27th, Samuel's 28th, and Robbie Anderson's 29th. Okay. So, so they were pretty much, they all scored the same. Right. So part of my concern with that, at least, and just kind of tangenting, I get, mm-hmm. I guess, is that, is that just tell us that that's how that offense is set up where three positions, it gets spread out. And it's whoever, whatever the matchups are for that game, that's the player that's going to get targeted and utilized more. Now, granted, you know, Curtis Samuel was used in the backfield. He was used all over the place. So, 
you know, they're not probably not going to have a guy as versatile with as him if he goes elsewhere. Um, but if he does come back, I mean, I'm not sure I feel any better about the situation this year for him, aside from having maybe a better quarterback. But um, yeah, um, onto the Irv Smith thing. And this is kind of something I just wanted to bring up to for us to talk about is Kyle Rudolph gets released. You know, um, Green Bay chooses to move on from Aaron Jones. At least that's looks what like what's happening. They're just not franchising, right? Um, who's the other one that everybody's going crazy about today? There was some other play. Everybody's like talking about them being the like, oh, uh, Gabriel Davis because John Brown got. Oh yeah. Him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and everybody's like talking about adding all these players. And I was just wondering, like, Casey, what's your thoughts on that? Is that something that you're wanting to do right now? You know, there's a lot of stuff that's, I'll, I guess I'll let you go and then I'll kind of say my piece on the situation, but like, because of these roster moves, are you willing to jump in and maybe buy these players with the hype building up? Um, God, I haven't even really thought about it. Then that's what's like the sad situation here. Um, I mean, maybe certain guys that I was already kind of leaning that way in the first place. Um, but I, I don't know if it really changes too much at the moment. Mm. Um, I don't know. Like I overthink things way too much. So <laughs> don't hold anything I'm saying. <laughs> How about you, Josh? Like what, what's your thoughts? Like, I mean, Cause everybody, you know, everybody kind of had picked Gabriel Davis as like a sleeper, right? right? Like that was like one of those things. Like, I mean, I think a lot of us liked, I mean, he had seven touchdowns last year yeah, yeah. and that's, you know, that's a good sign from a rookie that he's getting targeted. Um, so, but now because John Brown, which we all kind of expected yeah. to happen, yeah. happened mm-hmm. like, and there's this additional like secondary value added to Gabriel Davis right now. Like, is he a sell? Uh, or are I mean, you okay holding on to him and just like weathering this? And you know what the way Twitter is going, he's a sell. Because everybody's like, you gotta go out and get Gabriel Davis now. And the thing is, is like what you said is a hundred percent correct. I almost feel like if you had Gabriel Davis, you had baked into his value. The fact that like John Brown was probably going to be gone. I mean, at least if you were kind of looking ahead and looking at the tea leaves, but this, this is going to be, I think the strangest off season that we ever see, because we just found out today that, the salary cap is dropping from $198 million to $182.5 million. And there was a player, and I, I can't remember which player it was, and I, you know, it sucks that I don't remember, but said that you're going to see a lot of super teams. Drew is so smart. Such a suck up. He's so smart. And that's not even a burner. That's another person's face. Um. He said you're going to see a lot of super teams because you're going to see guys getting cut because now they have to drop that. They have to drop $16 million just to make the cap. So guys that you thought maybe were safe aren't safe because they got to get to this 182.5. And you might see 
you know, some high priority free agents say, listen, I'm going to take a one year deal for less money, build a super team, kind of like what uh, Tampa Bay did this past year, win a championship, then I'll hit free agency in 2021 or excuse me, 2022, when we know everything's going to go up. Because once they negotiate all these TV contracts for the 17th game, <laughs> that salary cap is going to go right back to where it was. And then those guys are going to cash in on big money deals after they've, you know, tried to won a championship. So, like, we're saying, like, yeah, Gabe Davis, but what if I'm trying to think of a guy just to to kind of throw in this situation? Kenny Galladay. Yeah, Kenny Galladay goes, listen, Buffalo, you guys are really good. Me and Steph. You know, we still have Cole Beasley. We still have Gabe Davis. You know, what if um, Dawson Knox? Yeah, okay. Um, that he's a he's a guy, but you know, what what if you know what if Kenny G goes there, but a real tight end goes there? You know, Hunter Henry, Hunter Henry, like you know, and you know, D- Diana Russini said she spoke to you know front office executives that said this is gonna this free agency period is going to be a bloodbath because so many people are going to get cut that, you know, who know, like Gabe Davis is the number two right now, mm-hmm. but free agency starts and he could be the number three back to where he was in 2020. And so and, oh, it's, so, it's going to be so tough to figure out value on these guys until these dominoes fall. That was kind of like why I asked the question, right? Like, because I think there's so many moving parts between now and the season that, like, the hype when people get cut, it happens every year. And, you know, some of them, it's a young player who's going to grow into that role. So they may, like, Gabe Davis, maybe they might be very happy with him. And he might end up being the wide receiver, too, for Buffalo. But, so many teams are, you know, players changing teams. There's going to be opportunities to add veterans that who's to say that, like you said, they don't sign somebody and, or maybe that maybe we think Gabriel Davis is better than the team thinks and they draft somebody that's ahead of him. So there's, you got free agency, you got the draft, you have, you know, young players getting better. You have many different things between now and the start of the season. And, the hype on these players at this point in time always scares me a little bit because you could pay up for somebody and then end up having a player that's not even a huge cont- contributor for you. Um, AJ Dillon, perfect, perfect point, in my opinion. Like, okay, we kind of thought they weren't going to franchise Aaron Jones already. Um, so it's exciting, you know, but we never saw him get a full workload you know until late late in the season and that's there's always fool's gold at the end of the season when you see fresh running backs playing against tired defenses and and so those are the kind of things that i'm hesitant to spend you know value from my roster to acquire players like that just because there's so many moving parts between now and then and but I mean, I get the hype, right? Like everybody's excited because it's like, oh, the opportunity I've been hoping for, you know, because mm-hmm. all the people who drafted uh, AJ Dillon or traded for him earlier are like, oh yeah, I was right. And so the hype builds and 
uh, the excitement, you know, it's just, it's exciting when a player you banked on, you know, gets the opportunity or you think, and I'm trying to recall last year, there was a player that everybody was just, he's going to get all the opportunity. And then once the season started, like he never even really played. I got to think about that for a minute, but I, I mean, it happens. It happens every year. There's a guy. And actually what, what I think what people should be doing all right, we think right now Gabe Davis is going to be the number two. We think he's going to be awesome. Well, well, why spend, you know, a first or whatever you're going to have to spend to get Gabe Davis when there was a guy we were talking about in the same terms that now all of a sudden no one talks about? Darnell Mooney. We we were all baking into his price. We were all hype on him because we're like, A-Rob is out. He didn't sign a contract. He wants to get the hell out. And the Bears said, no, 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 we're going to franchise you. Now you're stuck with us for one more year. And you don't hear anything about Darnell Mooney. Well, if you had that much faith in him, why don't you buy him at the dip now and yeah, say, that's a good call. Yeah. and say, look, you know, <laughs> A-Rob is going to be here, we're assuming, and, and Bill, you brought up a point earlier, it could be a tag and trade situation. But right now, everyone is sad. They, their cry faces are on because I'm sad. Um, now A-Rob is going to be there. And now Darnell Mooney is going to be capped because A-Rob is a, is a beast. We don't know who the hell the quarterback is. Uh, hmm. So forget about Darnell Mooney. All right. I'll get, can you want him for a third? Can I give you a third for Darnell Mooney? I'll stash him for a year. A-Rob ain't coming back. He's not going to get double tagged. If I mean, assuming he doesn't get traded, but you know, he's not going to get double tagged, so he might be the guy next year. You know, and those are kind of the speculative ads I think you need to make more than waiting for, like, oh, they got rid of John Brown. Now we know, you know, Gabe Davis is going to be the guy because free agency has any – we don't know anything. They could turn around – Bill, you mentioned it earlier. They could turn around in the second round of the draft, and I'm kind of a draft guy. I'm kind of a draft geek a little bit. This is one of the deeper wide receiver classes that we have out here, kind of from top to bottom. It's not, you know, you don't have as much on the high end as we did last year when we were talking about Ruggs and Lamb and Judy and all that. But, like, top to bottom, it's kind of deep. And what if they go second round? Boom, here's a guy. He's a, he's our wide receiver, too. Fooled you. Mm-hmm. Now you spent all this money for Gabe Davis, and you're like, damn, what did I, why did, why did I give a first for Gabe Davis? And he's and the guy with your first now is just, I <laughs> got another one, you know. But, yeah, I mean, Bill, you mentioned it earlier. What do we do with Gabe Davis? I mean, if you got him, sell him or try to sell him. See what someone in your league is willing to give you for him. Because if if there's a first-round pick involved, say adios to Gabe Davis. And, you know, don't, there's don't no even way. hesitate. <laughs> if I had him, yeah, I, I – I cannot imagine a world where you can get Gabe Davis and there's a first involved in it. Like, wow, your mind's just. (laughs) Yeah. If that's happening, then I agree. Like, I don't know if that's happening. I don't know if that's just a value you're throwing out there, but like, well, I'm basing it on what I see in these Twitter streets. Everybody. Where everyone is like, gotta get Gabe Davis. Like, okay. But you gotta throw in Donald Parham, you know, (laughs) another that's another guy too. Like, get, get you some Donald Parm. Like, he's, like he's now worth like a high second. Now I do too. Because... <laughs> oh, yeah. This is your uh, Thaddeus Moss moment. 
Now listen, so. listen, Thaddeus Moss, he, he got robbed. It's all right. We're going to leave that alone. Donald Parman is the new hotness. <laughs> he, he's the new hotness. But he's not going to cost you anything. Like, he's probably, he's probably a free agent right now. And if somebody has him on their roster, it's like, hey, you want a fourth for that Donald Parham? They're probably Nobody's like, he's oh. taking a fourth for him right now. He is the starting throw tight end. Throw him in with one of your, you know, yeah. throw him in. Make yeah, that's the thing. Like, all right, you're, Casey's right, you know, <laughs> and I'm wrong. I'll say it. You're right. Get him as that throw in. Like, you know what? No one's giving, giving him up for a fourth. But if you're like, God, this trade is kind of close. Can I get that Donald Parham off of you? They're like, oh, yeah, Donald Parham. I, I don't care, Donald. man. Here you go. Have a Donald Parham. We'll make this deal go right now. And then, <laughs> and then, you're, sitting, oh, then you're sitting on a, you know, you're sitting on a Donald Parham, you know, yeah, starting you know. tight end for your Los Angeles Chargers. And yeah. That's so well, that's not what I hear. That's what I hear. Uh, I mean, right now. <laughs> there's one. Casey's making trades. Right now, you know. Hey, Lindsay. guys, I have Donald Parham on a, a couple of my rosters if you're in any of my league. <laughs> Lindsay's saying he's not free in the timeline listener league. Yeah, she she drafted him late, like like in the twenties somewhere. So uh in the twenty in the twentieth round somewhere. So uh Ooh, good on good on her. Uh, Lindsay, you want one of them force? Uh, you know, for Donald Parm? Yeah, right. I'll, <laughs> one of them force. I'll veto that. <laughs> and I'll unveto it. We're coping. Oh shit. <laughs> oh snap. Oh man, but you know. There, there's, there's all, you know, there's always guys like that, like where you're like the hype just builds and builds and builds. And I, I picked up Parham off of a bunch of waiver wires just as like, Hey, like I got a Donald Parham, like what's the worst case. It's kind of like what I was saying about Thaddeus Moss last year. Like what is a Thaddeus Moss going to cost you if he becomes a starting, if he becomes a starting tight end. Awesome. If he becomes a nobody, that you was never in his range of outcomes. You, n- you never, you never wasted anything on him. So, I mean, why not Donald Parham? You know, get him, get him off your waiver wire and just last pick. She said, even better. Good for you, Lindsay. Getting the starting tight end for the Los Angeles Chargers. Good for you. Don't let Bill disparage your pick. Don't let Bill do it. I'm here to lift people up. The 26th pick. I'm okay with it. But yeah. I'm not trading like a third rounder. No, 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 no. You never heard third rounder out of my mouth. Well, he's a starting tight end. I mean, he's yeah. got to be worth. That's fine. I still <laughs> never said third round pick. Don't you put words in my mouth, Bill, because that didn't happen. Lindsay, Don't you put that evil on me. Lindsay, listen. Bill, you out here crushing dreams. Lindsay, I'm here to lift <laughs> you up. You got a starting tight end in the 26th round. Good on you. You're going to make <laughs> us all. You're going to embarrass us all when Donald Parham is starting every week. And put oh my on gosh, it. that would be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, if that ever happens, like if the magical like 0.0007% chance that that happens, like come back to this episode and like you can yeah. you can gloat about this Shots one. Fired. <laughs> listen, Bill, listen. well, you guys will be putting me on blast. Um, <laughs> so a trade just happened in the league. This is how the mighty have fallen trade. Okay. KJ Hamler. Jared Cook, Cook. 305-405. So it sounds like KJ Hamler and a bunch of unemployed guys. All right, go. For Zach Ertz. I like in that. a 2.0 tight end premium league. 
Am I wrong if I say I like the KJ Hamler side on this? Yes, one? you are absolutely wrong. I mean, you know, you're we... that you're that low on. Well, okay, so that's a legit. Like, there's no right or wrong here, but like, so you're that low on Zach Ertz right now. Like, you don't feel like if he went somewhere else that he would be um, somebody who could do like 50 to 65 catches. Could could he? Yes, in, in the right situation. Mm-hmm. But now, but now we have to say. What if he goes to? Uh, what if he gets traded to uh, the Chargers? Well, I mean, he's got Donald Parham. He has to compete with. Yeah, that's true, Casey. Good point, Casey. Good point. I love that response. <laughs> good point. Good point, man. K- Casey needs to be like the permanent third on, on this one because uh, she's bringing up some really good points here. Um, like that's just what I'm thinking. I mean, I, yeah, he could always fall into a situation that's less than ideal. And, but I just, I don't know. I think that that's a lot of bits and pieces Mm -hmm. for somebody who could, I mean, I like Hamler, like you said, Josh, it's pretty much Hamler and guys without jobs. So you would do Hamler for Ertz. But I, but I guess, I I guess too, I mean, I made the joke that it's, you know, KJ Hamler and three unemployed guys, but like, if Jared Cook gets a job somewhere, can we can we say the same thing about him? Like, what if he goes to a good situation and gets fifty to sixty receptions? Like, now now we're almost we're doing the ifs on both sides, yeah. and then those even out, and then you still have uh, KJ Hamler and picks. I guess is kind of, is the way I really looked at it, because right now, well, technically. I think Zach Ertz is still on the Eagles, but it looks like he's most likely going to get cut. Jared Cook has already been cut. So if we're assuming both of these guys are going to be free agents, I think they're almost the same. I don't. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's legit. What do you think, Casey? Yeah, I mean, I would go the Ertz side as well just because, you know, I was big on <laughs> I was one of those people that got fooled by Jimmy Graham last year. Um, I mean, he, for what he was, like, redraft, if you had Jimmy Graham last year for a few games, you were pretty solid. And I feel like both of these tight ends here <laughs> could go that kind of route this year if, like, there's a, a younger guy, again, in the way, you know. But um, I don't know. I just I think I have more confidence in Ertz going somewhere and, and having a, a decent career versus – or rest of his career than wherever Cook ends up going. And there's a lot to be said about those uh, roster spots, right? Like yeah. you're going to end up with four spots taken up by those guys, and you don't know when to cut them from your team. I would rather take the chance on the one guy. If he doesn't blow up, then I can. I have four roster spots open, whereas like you're going to keep – Jared Cook on your team is if he has a job for half the season at least. You're gonna keep those rookies on your taxi squad probably for a while. So and then you're gonna keep KJ Hamler because he's so young. And then how long has he stayed? Like it could be years before or if he pops. Or like does he end up being like a Miko Hardman where you just never know when to even start him? So there's one thing I want to say because I think we fall we fall into a trap sometimes. We see picks on a side, and we just automatically assume 
that they're going to turn into players. And I don't, I don't know either one of these people in the, the trades. So I don't know their, their trading habits, their trading styles, but like those two picks can be turned into something else. You know, they're not, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily four for one because those two players could turn well, into they're, something. They're definitely turning to players at one point or the other. Right. But I'm not, I, what I'm saying is they're not automatically turning into players on that person's team, at least into the draft. They can be, 100 percent traded for other assets i guess is what i'm do saying do you disagree that the value is on the earth size side yes I, I do think that the value currently is on the earth side okay so then you're gonna get four assets that are way less desirable individually and so even if you combine those pieces you're not getting to that one piece you know what i'm saying you i just feel like that move you can move Ertz. This is literally the worst time to move Ertz, in my well, opinion. Agree, agree with like, you on that. Yes. <laughs> like, it is. Agree with hold you on him, that. Is. Hold him and wait until August till we stuff's cleared up. You know, nobody is buying Zach Ertz at this moment. I think if you have Zach Ertz, because we're talking about landing spots here, if he goes. I sold to- Zach Ertz like a week ago now that I think about it. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. All right. So don't listen to a damn thing Bill says because he ain't even listening to himself. But Zach Ertz, we're talking about landing spots. If he goes to Indy, like all of a sudden we're like, he's back with Carson Wentz. They got a good offensive line. That, like we're talking about with Gabe Davis, that value spikes. Like yeah, KJ and, Hamler and they Jared need a tight end. Two picks ain't doing it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not even in the in the ballpark. So I agree with you, Bill. This is a terrible time. To try because everyone is assuming like we are that he's most likely going to get cut. So now it's like, well, he could go somewhere good, but he could go somewhere not, not good. good. Why don't we just wait for him to go? You know, if you if you're the owner, why don't you wait for him to go somewhere and maybe get that Gabe Davis spike? That's the, what I'm going to call it now. Yeah. The Gabe Davis spike. There where we it's go. Like, oh well, man, because- <laughs> he's in Indy. Let's go! Like he's yeah, going to he's back with his boy. Like they're good friends. You know, that's a good team. They have good coaching. And, and then take that rise as opposed to trying them right now where what we've, you know, what we saw last year, which was Zach Ertz dealing with injuries. I mean, I was, I, I watched all Eagles games because I'm in the region. Dude, he was hurt. Like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't Zach Ertz. He obviously had... And even when he was out there, he wasn't running fast. He, it just wasn't good for him overall. You know, I think and that offense was just a piece of shit. Oh lord, yeah, it was not good. Lord, watching, <laughs> watching that is like a how-to on not playing offense. But like, I, I'm worried about Ertz because I think he's hit the age cliff. But if I'm wrong, get him on the up. Don't get him at his lowest value. Like, what point is that? Like it doesn't make sense to me, but you know, if you're going to sell them, I mean, you probably going to get your KJ Hamler, Jared cook pick poopoo platter. And you know, that's probably, you know, I think right now that, what did you get? You said you traded them. What did you get? Yeah. My, like this, I think I got burrow for Stafford and Ertz. You got burrow. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That was cold offered to me. So like, oh, I, okay. like 
it was it was i think i might even gotten something else in there so that Ertz trade doesn't really even count because that's obviously um yeah actually and and savvy's talking about the uh Ertz is 30 kelsey's 31 and and i don't think that tight ends i mean to be fair tight ends typically their prime and then their careers last longer but at the same time Ertz is more of a wide receiver than uh, a tight end in the way he plays. So I don't know if that changes anything mm-hmm. to maybe where his cliff is a little earlier, um, you know, cause they're more reliant on their, their speed and, and other parts of the game that maybe, you know, aren't as they once were. So, um, but yeah, I was actually looking that up too because Ertz doesn't turn 31 till November. Right. So, I mean, he's still pretty young. So I, I don't, excuse me, I'm willing to roll the dice and see what happens and just, you know, based on this trade. But yeah, it, you know, he's a tough one because he, you might end up getting nothing out of him and he's just off your roster and you're done. But that's the kind of player I want as opposed to four guys. I'm not sure what I'm going to do or two guys plus two picks that are less than desirable to most people. No. And, and, we we can disagree disagree about what side of the trade we want to be on, but I think the thing we can all agree on is like, dude, if you got Zach Hurts on your team, just keep him. Like, just keep him until he ends up somewhere, and then then trade him. Because you know, you know, Savi put out here, and this is an interesting one. Uh, you know, Lawrence is going to be week one starter. Obviously, you know, uh, he's going to need to target the the middle of the field you know, to property utilize Visca and Sharp Ertz to the Jaguars. Now, I will say that over his career, Urban Meyer hasn't used the tight end all that much or hasn't used the tight end well, but it's a new game. I mean, that was college. This is a pro. Maybe he adjusts his style, realizing that, like, if you have a tight end worth using, (laughs) you should use them. And if Ertz does go there, I can't believe they would spend cap money to bring him in just to have them inline block, which you can't even do anyway. So, um, you know, that's a good one. You know, like I said, I said the Colts, you know, there was a lot of places that he can go to and, you know, your, your value of him automatically rises. You said the chargers, if he could beat out Parm, he's, you know, he's up, you know, there, there are a lot of places that he could go to and you're like, all right, you know, if he's healthy and good to go, you know, let's go, you know, and, and his stock goes up. So on that note, I, you know, I think we, I think we did it. I think we had a, a great episode, you know, it was uh, mostly due to Casey, but you know, I, that's listen, right. I'm going to take, great. I'm going <laughs> to take my Casey. wins, wins where I can get it. So um, Casey, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate it. Um, Thank you for bringing a little class to this situation. <laughs> yes, that's what Seriously. I <laughs> All the class. All the class. <laughs> All of uh, it. Casey, tell everybody where they can find you, uh, what you're up to, and what you're doing. For sure. First and foremost, thank you guys for having me on. I was looking forward to it all day. I'm really glad that I could come chat it up. Cowboys talk. Um, (laughs) Anyway, you guys can find me on Twitter at DKCKSA. I write for the Fantasy Footballers, and I have a podcast called Get Real with Casey Kasem. Check it, check it. Dab Network. It's uh, pretty dope. I get to talk to a bunch of people about imposter syndrome and 
and all that jazz. So it's fun. Nah, and if if you're listening to us and you're not listening to Get Real, you're not doing it right because Casey has just like, I mean, yeah, she she has the big name. She has the Matt Berries and, and the Matt Harmons and that, but like she just gets like she she just gets gets real with these people, you know, and they they don't just talk about, hey, what's the fantasy football thing? Like, how do you do this and how do you do that? You you kind of get into some more in-depth stuff, which is really cool because we see these big names and we're like, oh, they're just like, you know, they're all the way up here. And like we and after, uh, you know, an episode with Casey, it's like they're, they're just like regular people. They just have an awesome job. So, yeah. you know, and and you get the best out of them. So, so I love that pod. It's in the rotation all the time. So Thank you. Uh, listen to that. And if you see an article that she wrote, read it, you're going to get smarter. She's so good at writing. I can't write by the way, I can barely speak English. So forget <laughs> writing. Yeah, so, it takes me, it takes me a lot longer than I think it takes most people to put out the same kind of content. I'm just like, I'm like, trying I, here. I, I no. read what you write. And I was like, you could give me a year. I'm not even getting close, close to what we have right here. So I'm glad there's people like you writing. Uh, but, you know, another thing I'm also glad for is, you know, everybody in the chat, man. We had so many people. Savi came on dropping Zach Ertz, the Jaguars knowledge. We had Lindsey Kennedy, Short Logic, who I think is Bill's burner, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had Drew. Uh, we had Steve. Uh, dude. So it's so great when we have people. Makes it so much better. Keeps us engaged. You know, uh, remember, if you are watching us on this, please subscribe to the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network on YouTube. Um, you know, make sure you find us on Twitter at DAP underscore network. Find the Fantasy Timeline at Fantasy Timeline. If you're doing this thing on the podcast, appreciate you. An hour and 16 minutes is a long time. You could do anything else, but you're listening to us. So uh, just remember, if you haven't already hit subscribe. Uh, Drew Lock is my favorite QB. <laughs> That's definitely Bill's burner. He would say some lie like that to get us <laughs> off the scent. Um, but uh, oh, you know, subscribe, rate, review. It gets us out there. It lets more people see uh, what we got going on. So uh, you know, on that note, Bill, we are out of here. Late.